It was all happening behind her, and Udara was glad. She padded over the waterlogged wood as she stepped onto the rickety pier. At its end stretched the silent waters of Lake Michigan, nearly black in this hour before dawn. Off one side of the pier, schools of small fish swam around the shaky wooden legs. When the fish were first released into Lake Michigan ten years ago, Batak, an immigrant restaurant owner from Cameroon, whose French was better than his English, named the fish Poison Poisson. The genetically modified smelts were made to luminesce where the water was most polluted, or, more bluntly put, when it was poison. Poisson was French for fish. The name stuck. The poison poisson were bright blue today as they always were, because the water was toxic as it always was. This warm early morning, the fish darted about blazing like bits of lightning. From behind her, blocks away in the park, Udara heard someone begin speaking on the microphone. Guilt pinched the back of her throat. She should have been there. People probably expected her to recite the poem she'd written the day after the riots. Of course, within 24 hours, the fiery poem had been wiped from her digital storage, but she'd memorized it. That had been a year ago. Still, she didn't want to see all those concerned faces from her community. Faces that said, We love you and we love your parents, but thank God it was them, not us. She came to the end of the pier. The water here was deep, over 40 feet. She liked the thought that if she fell in and drowned, no one would see it happen. For more than a year, Rainbow Beach had been the only Chicago slum where all cams were destroyed and all surveillance networks hacked and crippled by viruses. That was a work of Rainbow Beach's roguish and restless teenagers who raided the city's tech dumps and used what they found to make Rainbow Beach a dead zone. So city officials sent in the Chicago police. There were riots and bloodshed. And now the one-year memorial. Udara shut her eyes. No goddamn memorial would bring back her parents. Why didn't you both just stay in Nigeria, she muttered. There's nothing here. She looked to the left at the distant Chicago skyline. Only ten miles away, it glowed like a smoldering series of wasp hives beautiful in the dark. She could barely make out the hulking wall that cut McCormick Place and everything north of it from the south side of the city. She removed her dress and stepped to the edge. The water lapped against the pier. A plastic water bottle floated by, bothered by a few curious poison poissons. Udara stretched out a long leg to kick the bottle away with her toe. Suddenly, a hand grabbed her arm. She'd have tumbled into the water if it weren't for the man hauling her back. What the hell are you doing? She shouted, grabbing the hand and digging her nails into it. Ow! What the hell are you doing? The man demanded. His light accent was like her mother's, Nigerian but not recently from there. He held up his portable and said, Personal light. And its yellow glow lit his face. It was Ondo, her friend and the man responsible for her parents' death. You won't change a thing, he said. They don't care. I don't care, she said, snatching her arm from him. She turned and dove in. Just before she hit the water, she heard him scream, No! Then Lake Michigan was swallowing her up. She rolled to her side, undulating her body. Within seconds, she was bathed in electric blue light as schools of poison poisson flocked to her, 
the blue bioluminescent fish brushed their bodies against her skin, and she broke the surface laughing. <laughs> Undo knelt on the pier, his mouth stretched open, wide, and dark as the lake itself. Udara swam onto her back, still surrounded by poison poisson. My mom used to do this, she said. The first time she showed my dad was right here off Rainbow Beach. He probably had the same look you have right now. You scared me half to death, he breathed. You thought I was going to kill myself? She narrowed her eyes at him as she swam. Last year you caused my parents' death. This year you watched me drown? I don't think so. A poison poisson wiggled near her ear. I didn't kill them, Udara. Who could have known that? You talk too much, she muttered, shutting her eyes. She swam back and Undo clumsily helped her onto the pier. She glared at him for a moment. Undo was six foot three, and Udara stood nearly his height. Her eye dagger stabbed him. He stepped back. What's up with the fish loving you like that? he asked. Are you secretly a fishwoman? Like Mamiwata's daughter or something? Udara wrung out her bushy mop of black hair, and then she let it flop down against her chest and belly. When it dried, it would kink up so tightly that if she didn't oil and separate it in the next few hours, she'd have one rough dreadlock by noon. She bent down and snatched up her dress. Poison poissons seek out and glow in pollution, right? she asked. Okay, Undo said. From the memorial, the national anthem began to play, and even from here, Udara could hear people booing and jeering. Well, we are polluted, she said, putting her dress on over her black, wet swimming suit. We're not separate from the earth. We're part of it. Undo only frowned at her. It's the water we drink. Let one of those white downtownies who sucked the plastic tit of bottled water all his life jump in. The brightest thing in the lake will be his pale skin as the water kills him. Hmm, Undo grunted, distracted. He looked at the old analog watch he always wore. What are you doing here anyway, Udara asked. Shouldn't you be blabbing away on stage at the memorial? He smiled. It's a good morning to be on the pier. Nice view. Not long after the poison poisson were released into Lake Michigan and deemed the water nearly deadly to drink, Undo, a high school student recently from Nigeria, changed everything. He'd quickly become fed up with watching his parents struggle to pay for severely overpriced bottled water. One day he'd gone to the long line outside the only Rainbow Beach water store, waving a bottle of deadly Lake Michigan water. Mba, people they lie. I no believe them, he shouted. He held up the bottle, and to the astonishment of the black and brown people standing miserably in line, he guzzled its entire contents. He did not die on the spot, as they expected. Instead, he roared in his thick Yoruba accent, beating his chest. Who are you? I be prince from Ondo State, Nigeria. This water no fi kill me. I be water person. Word spread fast, and so did imitation of what he'd done. People stopped buying the bottled water and began to take water directly from Lake Michigan. Some even carried large containers of water on their heads, as they had in their native lands. If you came from the third world or the nastiest parts of the first and second, you'd grown up drinking bad water. If your body had already adapted to the bad water, what made drinking Lake Michigan's unfiltered water any worse? Within a week, several died, but most lived. Behind Udara and Undo came more shouts and scattered applause from the memorial. 
She could have sworn she heard someone on the mic say, Just everyone, relax. Calm down. Udara strained to hear more. Ondo pointed down the pier at a lone figure walking on the beach. Carp catchers are out early today, he said. In the streetlight, Udara saw the man had his bow and arrow slung over his shoulder. The best shooting is at sunrise. That's when they jump highest, Udara said. My dad used to say it was because they were trying to eat the sun. Of all fish, I wouldn't eat one that seeks to leave the water, Ondo said darkly. Those carp are a warning. He looked at his watch again as more sounds of raised voices came from the direction of the memorial. Then a sharp crack. That sounds bad, Udara said, quickly turning to go. Ondo grabbed her arm for the second time this dark early morning. Just wait. No, she said. Something's happening. Oh, God, not again. She moaned, remembering. Cheers and people throwing water balloons. Her father laughing, her mother clapping as Ondo took the stage. Ondo passionately talking about evil bottled water companies, potential, and revolution. Then the crack of gunshots, 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 gunshots. It had been warm in summertime, exactly a year ago. You anger the gods enough, they'll deal with you, Ondo said now. Lake Michigan's mammy water is turning the tide. She'll make the water poison to those who deserve poison. What are you talking about, Udara asked. She felt numb and dizzy. She heard more gunfire from the memorial. Were those tiny lights drones flying in? The gathering was a peaceful one with candles and music and singing and speeches. Plus, Rainbow Beach was a dead zone. How would they even know the memorial was happening? Udara, Undo said. Forget the memorial. The future is more memorable. Watch. She had no reason to look towards the wall. In the dark, it was invisible from here. Maybe she looked that way because all this was its fault. The wall ran 50 miles west, cutting the south side from the rest of the city, where residents had access to affordable bottled water and lake water filtered and cleaned by the Great Shy Filters downtown. Udara squinted, just barely making out the looming 50-meter-high shape. Then right before her eyes the wall erupted. The ball of blooming orange, yellow, red, and black lit up the early morning like a new sun. Undo threw up his hands and screamed a maniacal laugh. Ha ha! Next will be your damn filters, Chicago! He screamed with more wild laughter. You wanted what I was! You have it! You will be like fresh fish flung into the sea. Despite her shock, Udara found the sides of her mouth curving into a smile. Over the earthquake-like rumble of the still-blooming flames, she felt her heart slamming in her chest. She couldn't hear a thing coming from where the memorial had been. She exhaled the breath she'd been holding and glanced down at the water below. There wasn't one poison poisson in sight. They had all fled. Mm-hmm.